Welcome to the Laugh Life Podcast, a lifestyle podcast based on living alcohol-free in a booze-soaked world. My name is Kelly Evans, and together with my friends, Tracy Georgievic, Mike Sutton, and Lindsay Herrick, we share uncensored, unscripted, real conversations about what our lives have been like since we ditched alcohol and how we got here. By sharing our individual stories, we'll show you that there isn't just one way to do this. No matter where you are on your journey, from sober curious to years in recovery and everyone in between, you are welcome here. No judgment and a ton of support. Hey, everybody. Welcome to episode eight of the Laugh Life podcast. We are so thankful that you're here listening to us. Head on over to Apple Podcast and Spotify and hit subscribe and give us a rating. And if you find this helpful, share it with a friend, text them, let them know where to find us and tag us at Laugh Life Podcast. So today we have our very first guest on the show. Welcome to Kelly Starkel Faisal. Hi, Kelly. Hi. Hi, Kelly. Hi, hi, hi Kelly. Hi. Hello, Hello Kelly. Welcome. So, yeah. Thanks for having me, guys. You're We're so welcome. excited you're here. Thanks. So Kelly is a wife, a mom. She's also an entrepreneur and she's living alcohol free. So on today's episode, we're going to hear about the things that led up to her saying to herself, she vowed never to be that drunk mom or hungover mom ever again. So welcome to the show, Kelly. Thanks for having me, you guys. I'm honored. And so Kelly and I, we went to elementary school together. Shout out to Mm -hmm. Ralph Brown. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And we reconnected on Instagram right before we started this podcast. I was posting things about living alcohol free. And she inboxed me and asked what made me quit. And we had a really great conversation. And now she's a guest on our show. So maybe let's just start out, Kelly. Like, what did your childhood look like? What was your first exposure or experience with alcohol? Okay, wow. Buckle up. (laughs) So we are. uh, Yeah. (laughs) Okay. So my childhood, my father was a. severe alcoholic. So I would say probably from the time I was about seven is when I can really remember like heavy drinking. So he was the type like binge, 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 binge drinker. So he would, if he, let's just say he started drinking on a Tuesday, he would drink right through till Sunday. Wow. Holy. Um, and those were the days where you couldn't buy alcohol on Sundays. So, oh my fam- God, I forgot yes, about yes. that. <laughs> Remember that? And so, as a family, that was our reprieve was like Sunday's coming. And my mom would like slowly water his alcohol down oh. on Saturday. And then he would be sober sometimes for three weeks, sometimes a month. And then he would do it again. But he would be sober so long because he was so hungover, right? Because he drank for like days on end. He, he never went out. He was not abusive. He was not a violent person. He basically just drank to a coma, comatose state. And, you know, it would be like things like having to make sure that he ate and went to the washroom. Like it was very, it was a lesson in alcohol yeah. very young. 
mm-hmm. and kind of how not to be. Do you think like he was numbing out from something? I think so. Like we kind of talk about things now. It's been, he's been gone for I'm jumping ahead here, but he's been gone for 26 years. Well, 97. Wow. He passed away okay. so now we, as a family we talk about it we do think that he was numbing out for sure but we're not exactly sure of what yeah. you know anything um, about his family history kelly yeah so his father my my paternal grandfather was also an alcoholic yeah. but his drinking we were always told stemmed from being a veteran from being in the war and right. not oh, being your able grandfather. to handle Yes, not being able mm. to handle, you know, the things that he's seen and whatever happened overseas. So, but my dad definitely grew up in a, in a home of alcoholics himself. Right. So definitely passed on. Yeah, that the, probably the torch, so to speak. Yeah. Played yeah. a role for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he, I, I think I was probably, I'm, I'm going to say, I wonder if you remember this, Lindsay. Do you remember me gone from school for a while in elementary? Oh. Now that you say that, I feel like I do remember there was a period you were gone because you, I remember you used to hang out with Michelle a lot. Yes. Yeah. Are you guys still friends? Yes. Okay. She's still like my best friend. Yeah. Oh my God. So I think I do remember kind of a stretch there where you weren't present in class. Yeah. So I guess what happened was he was either drunk or hungover. I'm not sure. And he had like aspirated in his lungs. (gasps) So yeah, so he was in, it was about a month, I think, but I think I was only pulled from school for a week when it was like really, really severe. And he was in ICU and he was on breathing ventilators. And basically like my mom was told that there was only a 3% chance of his recovery. Yeah. I had no idea. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's always so so secretive and you're so young. Well, imagine being grade five and like, now I think about it, I'm like, I was so young to be exposed and to know like that he was there because he was drunk and he had thrown up and it got in his lungs and just like, oh, it was like a wild ride. So that's like drowning. You could suffocate like that and die. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So anyway, so he got better. Then Mm -hmm. he um, came home and I don't know that it was a few days later and he drank again. And then I do remember he went to like a program, treatment program. And, you know, the same thing, came home, drank right away. And basically what happened is he, I guess it would have been, he was 51 and I was almost 16 when he passed away. And he was just hung out, really hung over. And he said to my mom, I need you to take me to the hospital. And she said, okay. And I took him to the hospital and he passed away overnight. Basically, they just said his heart just stopped beating. Oh, my um, God, Kelly. Yeah. I have no idea. Mm-hmm. So, like, it's such a hard lesson, right? Because it's like, that was alcohol, like 51. I mean, obviously, when I was 16, I thought yeah. he's old. But now I'm like, <laughs> right, right. So yeah. young. Yes. So yeah. young. And so young. it sounds like his his passing was related to abusing alcohol. Oh, 100%. Like, I think yeah. his body just shut down on him and was yeah. like, that's... I mean, when you're drinking, you know, six or seven days straight and like straight vodka, just, you know, your body can't. Yeah. 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 Well, geez. I mean, it's funny because I think in the same class, like my dad, my dad was a drinker and I actually mm-hmm. remember, I think there was a parent teacher and he came and he was drunk and it was, super, it was super embarrassing. And yeah. these things are really kept behind closed doors. It is. And, and that is, mm, I think yeah. part of the problem is people mm-hmm. don't talk about it. Like no. 
I do think it's better now. Like that was in the eighties, right? Like for sure were whatever, but yeah, I think that it, it's talked about more, but it's not talked about enough. No. And we did talk about it in the home. My dad would talk to me and say like, this is my issue. This is not you. Like, thank God he did that. Cause I was so yeah. young. Like, thank God. Oh. Now I look back because I don't carry oh. any of the, maybe it's something I did wrong. Maybe I'm not yeah. this, that, or whatever enough. Like he always made sure to say like, this is my thing. It's nothing that you're doing or your brother or your mom. Mm. Like I can't control if I could control, I would control. Like he, thank God, right? No kidding. So oh, I can't even that? imagine. Yeah, I can't even yeah. imagine how many adults that, you know, as children didn't hear that and carry that exactly. with them. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I remember my dad after a night the next day, like coming to my sister and I and apologizing and me just feeling mm-hmm. super anxious and not really like just go away. Like you like didn't I, even want to. Yeah. Like you no. didn't even want to acknowledge it. No. Cause I was like, not that he was doing anything crazy, but he would come home and he'd, you know, he'd drive and he would be mumbling stuff and, you know, it's just disruptive. And then just him the next day, yeah. like coming to us as kids and apologizing. Cause my mom would say, you better go talk to them. And I'm mm-hmm. like, I, mm-hmm. awkward. Like, I don't, yeah. I don't want to know what to do with this. So Growing up like that, when did you start? That's the thing, though, because I can remember in elementary school, yeah, drinking like not, I mean, obviously not like full on drinking, but I do remember trying alcohol. Mm -hmm. Like, how old old were you? Yeah, (laughs) we're all just like five or seven. Grade five or six. Wow. You know what? It's so crazy because it's like around the time I started smoking was about grade five or six. Oh. And it was oh. I know you got well because right, like in the in that type of environment, mm-hmm. I could just my dad would be passed out. I could take steal cigarettes, steal alcohol, like mm-hmm. yeah. you know. did your friend so did your friends do this too? I guess what I'm saying is it part of like a group thing, like hey. I hang out with well, a few was, people and I definitely would have been the instigator. <laughs> okay. Well, there we go. Yeah. That's all right. There's always yeah. got to be one in the group. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then, yeah, for sure. Like once junior high, like a little bit, but like grade nine, grade nine, 10, like I was the girl that like showed up to school with vodka and be like, Hey guys, okay. I got vodka. Like, and we would not go to class and drink and just, wow. yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. Did you ever think again, about why you did that? Like, is there any, you ever thought about why that was you at that time? Or I like, was that you your way of I, dealing with things, maybe? No, I think I thought it was cool. Yeah, that's fair. I totally think that in my mind, I thought it was, it was cool. Yeah. And that's how it's like a trade. Exactly. Yeah. Especially back then too, right? Yes. Back then, like big time, right? Like watching all those shows and I can remember watching Degrassi. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Right? And like the episodes where they like would drink or smoke pot or smoke cigarettes and and, and, like the outcome would be bad in the episode, right? But I always wanted to be like the character that was smoking or like getting high or so crazy I guess it's just like I don't know if it's just inner rebel (laughs) I think so side note my dad lived in Toronto and in the area where he lived there was some Degrassi actual like the actors 
Wow. Lived, yeah, lived in the area. And I didn't actually meet them or anything, but just had to throw that in. <laughs> you just have to say like, well, you're oh, so I cool, Mike. Yeah. Oh, name dropping. Cool. Th- thanks, Lindsay. I can always count on you. <laughs> Sorry, Kelly. Sorry, Kelly. That's okay. Hey, man. If you go to Degrassi, I don't know. <laughs> we got to light up the episode sometimes with a little bit of sidebars, but sorry. Yeah, go ahead. well, yeah. So I don't know for sure in high school. How did your know. parents react to that? Like, did you ever get caught uh, doing stuff like that? How, uh, how I'm curious to know oh, how your dad dealt with it. I don't know. I do know that like I was caught in elementary school smoking and it was like if you my mom said if you do that again I'm gonna tell your dad and that was it like okay no I mean I don't know if they would have obviously elementary is young but like by the time I was 15 and stuff 14 is young but 15 I don't know that he would have I mean I don't think they would have been happy but I think it would have been like that's part of the rite of not rite of passage yeah it's part of growing up right 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 you're going to go to a house party in high school and you're going to have some drinks kind right. of thing, right? Experiment. It's yeah. going to be there, mm-hmm. that's for sure. Mm-hmm. For Please. sure. Can I ask a question? Mm-hmm. Maybe this is part, you're already planning on saying this, but so you said you were 16 when your dad passed away. Yes. How did your relationship or did your relationship with alcohol change after that? No. No. It didn't. It stayed the same. It was still like, I knew that that's why he wasn't with us. Yeah. But yet it was still like I was still going to go on Friday and Saturday night to the house parties that people were having and I was going to drink. Like it definitely didn't deter me from that because in my mind it was different, right? Like my dad. And that's not you, right? Well, and the thing is like, he didn't look like he was having a good time. Like, oh yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like he just basically like sat on the couch and would drink and then would sleep and he would get up and he would drink and he would sleep. Like he wasn't, it didn't look like he was having a- Did he work? Sorry, Kelly. Did he work? He, Yeah. So he worked on and off. He was in sales. So when he was on like a good sober stretch, he worked, but then he would- fall off the wagon and I think his bosses knew and I think they gave him a lot of leeway oh yeah and then you know and then he would be like I don't know if they fired him or just had a talk and he wouldn't work there for a while and then he would start back again yeah but my mom was definitely the solid go to work every day government job thank god that's a lot for your mom to carry Mm -hmm. yes she was definitely like the person that carried the house for sure. Because his income like w- was never anything that you could bank on, right? Because is he right. going to be, who knows, right? Right. And I don't mean to interrupt, but what you said something prior, you said, I think it was about your mom saying, if you do that again, I'm going to tell your dad. What did that mm-hmm. mean? Like, what did telling your dad mean? Like, and I know you said he wasn't a violent guy or anything like that, but what did yeah, that yeah, mean? Yeah. I think it was just like the way I even do it with my kids. You know, don't do that. I'll tell dad when he gets home. Like it my was, mom used to do that. Yeah. Like <laughs> so did mine. No... We were fearful of my dad, but not my mom. We're... Right? Like it's so funny. <laughs> and my dad never did really anything. No Same. No, yeah, he never disciplined too. us at all. But it was like, <laughs> I know. Like, I'm tell your dad, here. your father. <laughs> I do it with my kids all the time. Or if they don't listen to me, I'm like, dad, it's a dad thing, I think. I think and especially so. with dads and daughters, the bond between right. fathers and daughters is different. And you don't want to disappoint them. You're, it's like mothers and sons and fathers and daughters. It's like a special type of bond. You don't want to disappoint your dad. Yeah. Right. 
Mm-hmm. So my dad was you're... just a huge man, so he was scary just oh. in presence. <laughs> just, to, just to stand there, he was scary? Yeah, you just yeah. look at him and be scared. Even though, same thing, he never, ever spanked me once. Yeah, like, and that's the thing, we never, we yeah. never, ever got, not even, like, a tap on the hand that I remember. I mean, obviously, whatever, when you're really little, but I don't ever remember any anything at all like that. Did so you have siblings, it, Kelly? Yes, I do. I have a half-sister. So that would be my dad was married when he was, I guess, 21. He got married. And so I have a half sister and then I have a brother, full brother. Okay. What was your mom's feelings about it? Do you feel like she kind of enabled it or how was her attitude kind of towards it? I do think that she knew that if she left that he would die. And I don't think she could carry that. Yeah. She was carrying that guilt. Did your mom drink? No, not at all. Okay. So I think she knew because she would like make him sandwiches and sit and make sure he had something to eat. I think she just felt like if we left, because I do know at one point she did say like that maybe we were going to go and stay at my grandma's for a while. But I do like I never asked her, but I do think that that's what she felt like if I leave, he'll either die of like starvation or like he was a smoker or he'll fall asleep smoking and burn the house down and die. Right. Right. And I don't think that she could have carried that. Mm-hmm. Like the burden, you mean? Yeah. 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 It's, it's common. The whole thing about what you were talking about, everybody's actually talked about there's like literally no violence in regards to the, and it seems to be a common thing with our group is the fathers yeah. um, mm-hmm. being the theme. Like my dad wasn't a violent drunk at all, but there's that other side. And we all know that you've heard, we've all heard horror stories of, Oh yeah, so and such, such and such as that beats the crap out of him or or whatnot. Mm-hmm. So I, I guess the point I'm making is is that it's not always what it seems from the outside, from people looking in, going, mm-hmm. hey, there, there's that happy family, mother and father, and all these kids. So anyway, off the side comment that things aren't always what they seem to be. I guess right. No, and people don't talk about it. Like I know on my mom's side of the family, my dad's side obviously knew, his mom knew and that, like my grandma, but on my mom's side, I don't know. I think they knew it was never talked about. Like if it was Eastern, he didn't come. Oh, where's Dale? Oh, Dale doesn't feel good today. Oh, okay. You know, so it's like, I don't even know to this day if they really knew what, I think they knew he drank. I think they knew maybe he had a bit of a problem, but I don't know that they even to the standard stood really because no one talks about it especially the older generation right it's so tight-lipped well i think it's because the people think they're being judged and it has nothing to do with them directly but it's like yeah you know they're my husband they're my my brother whatever it has nothing to do with them specifically like you said Mm -hmm. your dad came to you and specifically said he said yeah yeah i mean that that and i bet you that helped you out hugely at such a young age uh, to to hear totally totally because i don't carry it at all no. thinking that it's anything to do with any like and not only that but it also was like a huge lesson in life right like that he's like look people are going to do what they're going to do and it's got nothing to do with what you can do or not do right without saying that so to me, that's what he said you got no control like people not no control but you got control you know, of you i think is what you're saying right exactly yeah. people what people are going to do is no bearing on yourself what if they're right. not if they're not nice to you if they're not kind to you it's not you it's, it's them, them right like yeah that takes a long time for some people to learn mm-hmm. it's sub buried subconsciously into people from upbringing and mm-hmm. you know, even friends as kids and stuff like that so yeah 
Yeah, for sure. I feel like you don't really carry shame about it either. Like just the way you talk about it. I'm thinking about me. Like I was super embarrassed. I would do anything to just downplay it or hide it. And I mean, I didn't really have sleepovers or friends over to my house because I was embarrassed about Yeah, I didn't either. Yeah. And that's like the sad thing is, right? I Mm -hmm. do remember when he went to treatment I remember having friends over and I liked it and like almost being like thinking can he just stay there you know like it's terrible no I don't have shame and you know what Lindsay it's so long ago 97 so is it 26 years of whole other life Mm -hmm. yeah that's crazy did you Mm -hmm. and your and your siblings ever talk about it amongst yourselves because my sisters and I we would experience it together or but we never talked about it we had a very weird family dynamic. We never talked about anything. <laughs> so curious. On what level? Like on what? Were you ever like, oh my God, what's going on with dad? Like, this isn't normal. Or like, are you okay? How are you feeling? Or were, no, would you ever no, like get upset no. about it? Yeah. No, we're not. A, we're not a real feely kind of <laughs> talk about your emotions crew. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, we like, I don't know. It's funny though, because he, my brother was over the other night and I said, I'm doing yeah. this podcast. You know, I'm going to talk about dad. I don't know how much, like, are you okay yeah. with it? Cause obviously mm-hmm. like it's his story too. For sure. Mm -hmm. And he said like, yeah, I'm fine with it. Like whatever, you know? Right. I'm curious to know what, you know, we know what your teenage drinking was like. So how did it progress into adult? Okay. To me, it was like just normal. Like you turn 18, you go to the bar. I had a roommate and like we had the best time. We had an apartment and everybody would come over. To me, it was like, that's what you do at that age is you go to the bar like I had my cousin came from BC once and he said to us like is there anything else to do in Winnipeg (laughs) (laughs) no what do you mean (laughs) we're going drinking what else do you want to do like (laughs) yeah so it was just like bar scene like probably you know three or four nights a week and I would say it was like me and my my roommate would drink usually a 60 not a 66 what is the smaller one than that a 40, a 40, 40, 40. We would drink a 40, no, a two, six it would be a two, six of rye. And then we would go out like, wow. Yes. And we were, I don't know, 19 craziness, right? Yeah. It you was um, drinking the hard stuff too. <laughs> yeah. And then like well, bad hangovers and just, but we had our whole thing was like, we're going to get shit faced <laughs> before we leave our apartment. Cause we can't afford to save money at the bar yes. because yeah. we have this apartment, yeah. right? Everyone would come over after the bar and it was, it was a lot of fun, really extreme. And so then from there, I met my first husband when I was 21 or 22. And then we drank together a bit, not a lot. And I noticed right away that he was a binge drinker like there was some similarities with him that reminded me of my dad like right oh. off the hop so I would have been 21 or 22 and he was 29 so he was older and just like the the drinking like would have a drink after work and then all of a sudden it was like three o'clock in the morning kind of thing just not able to turn the switch off sort yes. of thing Mm-hmm. And so anyway, that relationship progressed. We moved in together. Then we ended up buying our first house together. And I kind of took on the role of like, I have to be the sober person 
because if I'm the sober person, then he has to try and at least be sober. Mm. Like the rule, like your mom? Kind of. Yes. Yes. I can't give him shit about going out drinking if I'm drinking too. So I'm going to be sober so that it keeps him sober. And that basically was our relationship for like 11 years. Wow. So I still kind of in the beginning of it would drink like on and off. Like if there was a social, but I wouldn't like just like sit at the bonfire and have drinks or, but a lot of him was like, I could tell that he didn't always want to drink. He was big into bodybuilding and stuff. So it was like when he was in like the the bodybuilding space, he didn't want to drink. So I didn't drink. It, it's very much codependency, right? Like For sure. I didn't drink. Yeah. Like I didn't drink because he didn't want to drink. But, and I always just felt like if I drink, then he'll drink. So it's craziness now that I look back on that whole thing. But basically what happened is which was social one night and yeah. I drank a lot of wine, like got wine drunk. And I don't think Lindsay, man, I don't know how you could do it, but I don't. That was my drink. <laughs> I don't. Oh, so bad. You guys, maybe Kelly can, ex- can explain it. Social is a Manitoba thing. So you have, oh, to, ex- sorry. You have to explain to the listeners. I was just talking to somebody oh, about this last night. It's such a Manitoba thing. I didn't even thing. think of that. What's a social, yeah. guys? So a social is when two people are getting married, they kind of try to raise money for their wedding. So they'll rent out a hall. And you buy tickets are like $10 a ticket and you just go there and party. I don't know. (laughs) And you eat salami and cheese. Yeah. Yeah. There's a stag and dough here. Yeah. But it's big here. You guys, they're huge here. Like how much money do people make from their, their socials? thousands well yeah <laughs> I think thousands like our, for, sure. Like I oh, had yeah, my, for sure I my social I think I had my social in 2007 mm-hmm. and I think we made 11,000 we made 11,000 in 2007 so I mean now you would make even more right wow um, oh, yeah. so now anyways, you put it we... on Facebook and put it on every social <laughs> yeah. available. Like, come to my exactly social exactly yeah so we went to a social and I drank wine there like to get drunk and it was just horrendous it was so terrible and we were in the midst of selling a house and we had an open house the next day and my ex-husband had to get up and go to work and he was like hey you got to make sure you're up because like the agent's going to be here to show the house like yeah yeah okay and then like there's the agent like standing in the bedroom (laughs) and I'm like in my clothes from the night before passed out and so from there that was when I started my for I was like I am not and I was it's funny because I was about to go to Vegas with my girlfriends for our 30th and I was like I'm not drinking in Vegas like I'm done like I cannot that was just ridiculous and I so gross and like felt like my anxiety was just made my anxiety go through the roof and just everything I'm like I'm not drinking and so honestly I think I was about seven years from that night wow until I drank again yeah you know what it was a combination though of like that night and then like Mm -hmm. my ex-husband like wanting to try and keep him sober so if I'm sober that will help him or I always felt like my drinking wasn't problematic probably was (laughs) but how can I give him shit about his if I am too right 
right totally. sort of thing like that was my way of thinking so I have to be sober so that he tries at least to stay sober mm-hmm. so was he drinking a lot or have a drinking problem throughout your relationship yes oh yeah yeah okay yeah and so that's actually part of the reason why we ended up splitting up there's quite a few factors well mostly it had grown into a, a platonic relationship but there was an alcohol factor and I knew that I wanted to have kids and I knew that I did not want to have kids and bring them into an, a situation with alcohol. Right. So it was kind of, I think I was about 32 or 33 when we split. And my whole thought was like, if I don't do this now, I'm going to be too old. I'm not going to be able to like, what am I going to do? I have to, I have to decide now what I'm doing. And I know that I am not willingly bringing kids into situation with alcohol involved because I'm not repeating the cycle. Like I will not. Yeah. So I vowed to not bring kids up in an alcoholic environment and that my dad's death would be the lesson and that he wouldn't die in vain, that I would apply the lesson of his death to my life. Oh God, that's so beautiful. Mm -hmm. And so then we split up and then I started drinking and drinking a lot. (laughs) It was almost like I, so we split up. Everything is completely amicable, still is great person. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, totally. And I just like went not like not nuts, but it was like all those years of not being able to just go out and enjoy myself. And I'm not, I shouldn't say it like that because I don't want him to listen to this and think I held her back or whatever. But right. I think it was more of like a me thing yeah. to think that I had to hold back for him. I don't think that it would matter, but Anyway, I, so we split up, I got my own place and I started going out again, like lounges and going to clubs and whatever and drinking and drinking and drinking and drinking, (laughs) drinking way too much and getting involved in friendships and romantic relationships that never, ever in a million years would I have entertained those people. If I was sober, I would have just looked at them where they were and just left them there. But I hear you, girl. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> oh, oh, it's, I shudder. It's like you think of, I hear you. Oh, oh. just like, like the night, the most nightmarish relationship of my life. And had I been sober and thinking clear, there would have been no chance. I would have like looked at him and been like, oh, no way. Like, so no. how did, like, how did alcohol play into that? Do you feel like you saw the red flags and ignored them or you were totally just like- red flags, seen them, ignored them half the time yeah. we were drunk or I was Anyways, drunk or, yep. you know, and him too, it was like another addict situation, whatever. And it was like, oh, I can save this one, you know? Let me put my cape back on and try and save this one. I just left that one because he's drunk and I didn't want to have kids with. That one at least had money. This one's broke and he's a drunk. What are you doing? Oh my God. (laughs) You know, so yeah. Did you ever Um, black out? Like, did you ever drink? Oh, all the time. That you like all the time. Like you didn't know like where you were or you don't remember the pieces. I would wake up all the time. Like, so towards the end of my drinking or, or whatever, like drinking career, my career before I met my now husband, I would yeah. like wake up all the time in my house, in my bed, be like, okay, yeah. all right. I'm home. I got home. Where's my phone. Okay. <laughs> right. Where's my phone? I'd have to look out my window. Like, is my car here? Is my car oh, here? My car's, oh, my car's here. I guess I got home like terrible. Wow. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Sorry, I just wanted to ask, what kind of drinker would you say you were? Like, were you a binge drinker? Were you drinking every day? Were you the type of person that couldn't just have one drink? Yes. So I wouldn't say I drank every day, but if I had like two drinks, forget it. Like that's me, Kelly. Yeah. If I, if like one drink, I could have one drink, maybe like out at Earl's with dinner and everything's kosher and I'm going home. But if I have like two drinks, forget it. It's three in the morning. It's four in the morning. Like it's not right. Mm-hmm. But not all every day. Yeah. All or not. Totally. And that's exactly how it is now with the way I'm living. Right. It's like an absolute all or nothing mentality. I think it's just who I am. I also feel like a lot of, I'm not going to label myself an alcoholic because when I decided I wasn't doing this anymore, like drinking anymore, that was it. I didn't crave it. I didn't have to like go to meetings or whatever, but I do think that people that maybe are alcoholics or have the potential to be Cause I think for sure that I have that potential in me. I think yeah. I have the all or nothing personality. And I think a lot of us do. You said that to me in a message. You said you were mm-hmm. definitely, you didn't consider yourself to be an alcoholic, but you were definitely on the road. And if you didn't mm-hmm. quit, you'd probably end up there. Right? Yes. Yes. I can, for sure. Yeah. I hear yeah. you on that. Mm-hmm. So, so oh, how God. long have you been quit now? So I have been, it's this summer will be three years. So I guess we're like, what, two and a half years about. Amazing. Mm -hmm. And so what happened is we were having an end of summer party. And so my, my firstborn was about, I don't know, maybe five months old. And we decided like, you know what, let's have a bunch of people over. We haven't had anyone over. We'll send our son to the grandparents for the night. We'll have a bonfire and like a bunch of my girlfriend's birthdays at the end of August. So we'll kind of like call it like a birthday slash end of summer party or whatever. And it was a good night. Like there's nothing, nothing bad happened. We drank, we laughed, we stayed up late, we danced in the living room. Like it was, it was a great time, but it was in the morning when my in-laws brought my son home. I was so hungover that like my (sighs) husband came and got me up and he's like, Hey, they're going to be here soon. Okay. I got up and I was like sitting on the couch, like looking at this like baby and I'm like, you're cute, but oh my God, I feel terrible. And I got up and I had to go throw up in the toilet and I'm like embarrassed because my in-laws are here and oh. whatever. I mean, they didn't bat an eye, whatever. They've grown three kids. Like they're, that's nothing for them. Right. But I felt yeah. embarrassed. Like, what mm-hmm. are you doing? First of all, you're not 20 years old, Kelly, like get a grip on yourself. <laughs> right. <laughs> And then I said, like, I'm sorry, I have to go back to bed. And I actually like went back to bed and left my husband to look after our baby. And I was so down on myself after that, thinking like, this is what you're going to do. You waited until you were 37 to have kids and you're going to be drunk and hungover and throwing up and having to sleep half the day away. You left situations because you didn't want to have bring kids into them sacrificed and waited for the right opportunity the right person to have kids with and then this is the this is the kind of mom you're going to be like no that's not happening wow and that was it yeah and so I like I think last summer I had one beer you know we've gone to the keg and I've had like a half a Caesar but I can't even stomach it I'm like this is just not it's like I turn the switch off and it's just off now Will I ever put it back on? I might. Like, I'm not in this to say, like, I'm never drinking again. I'm an alcoholic. I have to be, like, totally sober. But right now, where 
my life is like and now we have two kids and they're yeah, they're one and they yeah, they're one and two like they're so cute it's busy I just don't have time for it and I don't want them it's funny because I want them to understand alcohol in the way that I understand it in the ugliness that it can the things that it can do but I don't want them to have the firsthand experience um, education from it right mm-hmm. exactly yeah yeah so you were drinking them when you met your husband yes yeah and does your husband drink yes he does yeah okay and yeah. so now that you're not drinking do you find he drinks less or he's just a social drinker totally anyways less. so totally less so the thing is like when we first met he was coming out of a bad really like just a relationship that was finished. So he was like in the state of like numbing out, I think for many, many years, I believe. So he was drinking, like we drank lots together in the beginning, right? but nothing ever bad, nothing ever out of hand, nothing ever that made me feel uncomfortable, nothing that ever gave me the red flag that maybe he had a problem, right? Like just a completely different completely Drinker. different yeah and then and then we um got pregnant with our first and I obviously stopped drinking then and so he I mean we didn't have beers sitting outside in the backyard in the summer and doing all these th- now with two like forget it we don't have time I mean he'll have a drink or two on a Friday night but that's about it so for sure like my non-drinking has definitely like scaled him way back right yeah well- not everybody has a bad relationship with alcohol, right? You well, have that's to know your relationship. And so I find like as an adult, it takes quite a while to realize like, no, there are parents that can come home on a Friday night and have a glass of wine or whatever and cook dinner and, and like go to bed at 10 o'clock after the news and be like normal individuals, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's why we've all said, you know, we don't have a problem with people drinking because they have to understand their relationship with it mm-hmm. as long as it's a healthy one. And people do, there are people that have healthy relationships with it. So there are those people, like you said, that can just have a glass of wine here and there, or, mm-hmm. you know, whatever their drink of choices, a beer here and there mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. be okay with it and not yeah. do it to any excess. Right. Mm-hmm. I got a question for you, Kelly. Mm-hmm. So is any of your friends <laughs> ever noticed that you don't drink I, I would imagine but has any of them ever not pulled you aside or like kind of what you did with Lindsay privately messaged you saying hey I'm thinking about you know making this kind of decision in my life can you offer me any advice or have a conversation like that no not way. yet but I hope I, I have one in mind and I hope she does oh, <laughs> um, I hope you share this podcast episode yeah, like. I, I have yeah yeah, yeah. Um, nobody has like COVID is so has been so strange on yeah. like groups of friends and I find like having two kids back to back and then COVID they all know that I don't drink anymore and right. they like I've been well, Michelle that Lindsay knows like from elementary school and then the yeah. rest of my girlfriends are all like from high school. So they were my friends when my dad died. So they know wow. the story. So they for sure would never be like, why aren't you drinking? Like never, never would have like that type of, Approach. I've never been made to feel. Yeah. No, it's never like, Oh, you don't drink. How come you don't right. drink? Like they know why yeah. Yeah. they've okay. seen it. <laughs> Yeah. Do your friends have kids? Cause I feel like I don't have kids, but I feel like this mommy 
wine culture, this drinking that like mom needs a break. It's, you know, when kids oh. go to bed, mom, juice. wine o'clock. Wine yeah, wine, exactly. You know? Wine o'clock. Yeah, they do, but most of them have older kids or none. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, okay. yeah. So most of them have like you know ten year olds, right? Yeah, most yeah. of them didn't wait till they were like forty. To- <laughs> 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 Whatever, right? Yeah, but so um, they can't use that excuse then. <laughs> no, because <laughs> they're no. not dealing with small children or babies. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Talk to us about what your life is like now without alcohol and like some things that you do. I mean, I know that you are an entrepreneur and you've got your Mm -hmm. two kids and you're a wife. Yeah. Tell us a bit about your life without alcohol. Yeah. Very clear. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Like I, I never wake up and feel like crap ever, ever, ever. My mind is so clear. I, I have anxiety. So like completely been like diagnosed with anxiety for, oh my gosh, I don't know, probably 12 or 13 years now, but mm-hmm. the alcohol just, I found just like ignited it. Like, oh yeah. And it was starting yeah. at the end. Yeah. It was starting at the end to like surface as depression and just like mm-hmm. never feeling good. Just always feeling like crap. Like even, you know, you would be like hung over the next day and then the next day you're like more of like on the emotional side of stuff. Like your yes. stomach is fine and your head is fine, but your brain is not like, mm-hmm. I find so much now that, and I remember this good feeling when I was alcohol free, like for seven years prior. Right. I just remember thinking like, if people really knew how good it feels to not drink, mm-hmm. they oh, would just like, so true. Yes. Yeah. yeah. You know, natural drug. Um, what's that? A natural drug. Hundred percent. Yeah. And so, yeah, my life now is just so clear and so, like, I feel good. It's amazing. Like, I'm so proud of you. Yeah, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What do you drink when you go to something social? And that's like we haven't really had because of COVID. My God, but a coffee. I'm like big on coffee. Mm-hmm. But see, the thing is with me is I'm not really the type of person that would be that would fe- that I, that kind of stuff would never make me feel awkward. Right. You know, like if everyone is having wine, I would never be like, oh, I'm the only one not having wine. No, I'd be like, fuck, I'm having coffee. Like, whatever. <laughs> like, it's not. <laughs> I love that. That's yeah. Good. Like, it definitely yeah. not You're the confident. type of person. For sure. Like, it's not even like whatever you guys can drink and be losers in the corner. And I'm going <laughs> to. <laughs> yeah. And in how fact, do you feel like, about being around like super drunk people? Have you had that? I don't like it. But you know what? The funny thing is, is that I never have liked it. Mm-hmm. And I think it relates to childhood. I have right. never liked it. Like, mm-hmm. I don't like. And even like back when I was like drinking, actively drinking, if I was sober and somebody was drunk around me, it was like, you're like, you need to go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've never, ever, ever liked it. Mm-hmm. Totally relate. I feel you on that. Yeah. Right. So do you, do you do anything like for self-care? 
working oh. out, baths, oh my God. Like, Lindsay, I have a one-year-old and a two-year-old. You're like, what is that? <laughs> like, so you're like care. a bath. There'd be somebody so- in the bath with you. <laughs> you're like, if I get to go to the bathroom by myself, that's self-care. Okay. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I remember those little fingers under the door. Exactly. Yeah. Maybe Lindsay can take care of your kids and give you a self-care <gasps> day. Exactly. Yeah. Lindsay, yeah. Come on. Perfect. <laughs> she'll, be, she'll be like out the door past me and she'll be like I'm going for wine <laughs> <laughs> no kidding yeah. I'll be like guys help me oh my god <laughs> no I don't know like to me I uh, can you imagine drinking though and having two kids like how do you feel that I, that would I go? can't I can't and I can't even imagine parents that do it like and I mean to each their own right like however yeah, you yeah, choose yeah. to raise your kids and then the environment is whatever but no I can't imagine how can you be when your own mm-hmm. mind is not clear and not right? How can you be feeding your child's mind properly when you're not even feeding your own mind properly? Or even just mm-hmm. the presence, like I, yeah, being by, present. Yeah. You know, like mm-hmm. I raised, I drank for a lot of years with my kids and being hungover and stuff, and I didn't realize how much it took me away from them. Not even, yeah. not physically, mentally. You know, and I noticed well, that because you're like sitting there probably hung over yeah yeah and just giving them anything to just keep them playing away right yeah it's the presence I just noticed that they felt that presence and they came to me more often as Mm -hmm. soon as I quit drinking yeah for sure 100 percent. what's your business what's that sorry what is your business like what do you what is your entrepreneurial side I don't know if I can it's direct sales but I don't know if I can say it okay I don't I don't yeah yeah, I don't know I don't You're know on social media the... though, so people can find I was gonna you. Say, where can curious. people find you yeah. on social media? Oh, I have well, my usual Instagram account is where you can find me on my my link tree is there. And okay. then on my Facebook, I have a Facebook group. It's actually funny because it's let me see if I can find it here. Yeah, I don't know if if I said what it is, I we don't think, think, I, would, no, I don't you think don't. you're allowed. We're not allowed. I don't think I would I be within compliance allowed. to say uh, what company I, it's cool. with. You sell. Um, you're in sales. You're in she's sales. In, yeah, she's I'm a direct seller. Yeah. yeah. Cool. So then my VIP group on Facebook is Wax Warm Repeat. Love um, it. But yeah, cute. But yeah, what my, are you on Instagram? Um, what like at what on Instagram? Like it's who, just like, my I think I'm first and last name. Yeah, I think I'm k.starkel underscore Feasel. Perfect. Getting and used to this, like, getting used <laughs> to this added last name on the end is like, yeah. what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it's k.starkel underscore Feasel. Yeah. Perfect. And Feasel is mm-hmm. F-I-S-S-E-L? Yes, that's right. Awesome. So yeah, if anybody Mm -hmm. wants to check out your account and find you and connect with you, they can do that on Instagram and Facebook. Yes. That's awesome. Well, I'm Mm -hmm. so stinking proud of you, honestly. Thank you. Well, and way to go for you guys. I've been listening along with your stories and good jobs. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for sharing your story, Kelly. Super inspiring. Oh, you're welcome. Way to break the cycle. Way to break that cycle. Totally. Way to break the cycle for sure. She's such a good Mm -hmm. mom too. You should see her kids on social media. So funny. They're so cute. They're awesome. Well, thanks so much for coming on, Kel. Okay. Well, thank you. No more questions for Kelly. No, that's all.
No, I don't think so. I don't. Thanks, Kelly, for coming. Yeah, thank you so much, Kelly, for sharing your story with us today. We so appreciate you. You're so welcome. You are a freaking superhero rock star. Wow, powerful stuff. And uh, yeah, just keep on living alcohol free. And I'm sure you're going to inspire so many people. I hope so. Absolutely. Someone yeah, that someone's going to come reach out to you. I know it. For That's sure. Why yeah. yeah. You're so approachable and just so kind. Yeah. Oh, oh my gosh. So everybody, thanks so much for tuning into this episode. Go over to Spotify and Apple podcast rate and subscribe so that you have the latest episodes every Tuesday downloaded automatically and like and share on Facebook and all your social platforms. And thanks so much for tuning in and we will chat soon bye guys bye bye Bye. so good kelly thank you so much oh you're welcome thanks Thanks, kelly good job welcome thank you for listening please give us a five-star rating like and subscribe share on social media and tell your friends we love getting your feedback and ideas of what you'd like to hear on upcoming episodes of the laugh life podcast if you yourself are living alcohol free and want to share your story here, please reach out.